Hey guys, it's Clarity coming at you today with the spiciest episode yet, mental health in conservative cultures. I have been really waiting to discuss and get right into the episode because of my personal experiences and what I have heard from others coming from conservative cultures. First, we want to talk about what we are referencing when we talk about conservative cultures. Cultural conservatism has existed for centuries as mainstream stereotypes have been passed on generations for years. Examples of conservative ideologies are gender norms, misogynistic values, oppositions to gay marriage, opposition to abortion, and so forth. Thankfully, our society today has strayed away from conservative ideas and have become more educated about topics, therefore creating a more equitable society for all races, genders, and ages. However, still to this day, some countries carry these very conservative ideas that are religiously devoted or where the culture is strictly traditional and old-fashioned. Countries specifically in South Asia and parts of Africa are considered one of the most conservative countries in the world. From my own experience, I can say that brown culture is probably really old-schooled and old-fashioned compared to other cultures. If we look at it more logically, it's mainly because of the lack of education and resources as it is a third world country. Certain countries also maintain these conservative values because of religious reasons. Stigma surrounding gender stereotypes and behavior as previously discussed in the last episode contribute to it as well. The top 10 conservative countries around the world according to the World Population Review are Pakistan, Ethiopia, Egypt, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Mali, Chad, Lebanon, and Swaziland. According to Mental Health First Aid, there are four ways culture can impact mental health. The first way is cultural stigma. Every culture has their own way of looking at mental health. For many, it is growing stigma around mental health, and mental health challenges are considered a weakness and something to hide. This can make it harder for those struggling to talk openly and ask for help. Another way that culture can impact mental health is by understanding symptoms. Culture can influence how people describe or feel about their symptoms. It can affect how someone chooses to recognize or talk about their physical symptoms or their emotional symptoms. Community support is number three. Cultural factors can determine how much support someone gets from their family and community when it comes to mental health. Because of existing stigma, minorities are sometimes left to find mental health treatment and support alone. Four, resources. When looking for mental health treatment, you want to talk to someone who understands your specific experiences and concerns. It can sometimes be difficult or time-consuming to find resources and treatment options that take into account specific cultural factors and needs. One of the main differences seen across cultures is the way anxiety and depression is expressed. Someone from a specific culture where it's common to know psychological terms could easily describe anxiety and depression using those specific terms. In other cultures, however, other words might be more common. For example, being nervous nervioso is frequently used by latinos to express anxiety in some other cultures anxiety and depression might not even be expressed in words it can take the form of physical symptoms such as headaches backaches or stomach discomfort sadness fear and preoccupation can be channeled through physical symptoms these feelings are oftentimes better explained by religious or spiritual beliefs if this is the case instead of seeking help from a mental professional this person will most likely seek help and counseling from their spiritual guide So not all cultures have mental health as a taboo, it's just that some households prefer taking other routes and perspectives on mental health depending on what they believe in. Coming from a brown household, and I can speak for Labiba as well, our family dynamic is definitely conservative due to our conventional culture. Mental health is considered a taboo topic similar to periods or pregnancy. There's a weird stigma about talking about such issues at home. Honestly, I don't see the problem in talking about mental health at home. Well, 
if you couldn't tell already, it exists. It exists in every household in the entire world. We cannot stress this enough how important it is to discuss mental health as a regular home topic. It is important to discuss how you are feeling with your family to keep your mental health in check. Having to hide your struggles with mental health from your family is not healthy for anyone at any stage of life. What I've noticed is that there's a weird resistance to going to the doctor in general when it comes to conservative families and immigrant families. This is based on both the poll results and what I hear from friends. Foreign dads oftentimes think that they are above needing medical care. According to California Health Report, immigrants develop the fear from not only medical neglect in their own countries, but also fear of deportation for people from countries such as Mexico. Hispanic and Asian populations report the lowest rates of having a regular doctor or provider at 58% and 60%. So it goes even further than conservative culture. According to an article by Unite Insight, cultural perspectives on mental health can lead to the developments of stigmas and discrimination. Attitudes towards mental illness vary among individuals, families, ethnicities, cultures, and countries. Cultural and religious teachings often influence beliefs about the origins and nature of mental illness, which shapes the attitudes of how we view people who are mentally ill. Each household holds certain values at a different level, and some are more highlighted than others. This can greatly affect individuals in a family or a family dynamic in general. In our previous podcast, we were discussing about mental health in men and how the relationships between children and their fathers can be greatly affected by the father's mental health and their lack of care of it. Similarly, in a household where mental health is not openly discussed can lead to grave consequences. This feeling of having to hide yourself all the time and create an image of someone you are not can be extremely degrading and a very difficult journey in which the end might not be clear. An increasing body of research demonstrates that negative family relationships can cause stress, impact mental health, and even cause physical symptoms. Research has demonstrated that non-supportive families can detract from someone's mental health and or cause a mental illness to worsen. According to Unite for Sight, a review of ethnocultural beliefs and mental health stigmas by Abdullah in 2011 highlights the wide range of cultural beliefs surrounding mental health. For instance, while some American Indian tribes do not stigmatize mental illness, others stigmatize only some mental illnesses and other tribes stigmatize all mental illnesses. In a 2003 study, Chinese Americans and European Americans were presented with a vinaigrette in which an individual was diagnosed with schizophrenia or a major depressive disorder. Participants were then told that experts had concluded that the individual's illness was genetic, partly genetic or not genetic in origin, and participants were asked to rate how they would feel if one of their children dated, married, or reproduced with the subject of the vinaigrette. These values prevent mental illness from being talked about openly, especially in countries where arranged marriage is very common. This is not okay. This steers people away from getting the help that they need. If you are not open to talk about it with your parents, it's okay, but other times it's important to challenge those values in your household and try to educate them about how mental health is real. This can be a risk and I won't lie about that. It was a risk for me myself. If it ends up failing, it's all right. Sometimes we have to accept it, unfortunately, but there are other options. You can go to the doctor, your counselor, your teachers, your friends. If you are a minor, you will need a parent with you to go to the doctor, but it's still important to let them know what's going on. This stigma about mental health is created by mainstream conservative values. These ideas that mental health is not a serious topic, it's a big problem. Studies have reported other significant differences in attitudes towards mental illnesses among ethnic groups in the United States. Carpenter's song, article in 2010 conducted an intensive 18-month observation-based ethnographic study of 25 severely mentally ill individuals living in inner-city Harvard, 
Connecticut. While European Americans tended to view psychiatric medications as central or necessary aspects of treatment, African American participants reported frustration over mental health professionals' focus on medication. Furthermore, Latino participants often viewed clinical diagnosis as potentially very socially damaging, preferring to describe their mental health conditions more generally as nervioso, which was perceived to hold less stigma. Although the reasons for stigmatization are not consistent across communities or cultures, perceived stigma by individuals living with mental health issues is reported internationally. For instance, the World Mental Health Surveys show that stigma was closely associated with anxiety and mood disorders among adults reporting significant disability. According to Unite for Sight again, in 2007 study, approximately 63% of African Americans view depression as a personal weakness. 30% reported that they would deal with depression themselves, and one-third reported that they would accept medication for depression if prescribed by a medical professional. Because African Americans are less likely to receive proper diagnosis and treatment for depression and are more likely to have depression for long periods of time. Therefore, conservatism should be taken into account to improve mental health care access. According to the National Institute of Health, one of the most common illnesses between African-American men and women is depression, who come from a conservative background. Their attitudes toward their treatment suggested that they are not very open to acknowledging psychological problems and are very concerned around stigmas associated with mental health and somewhat open to seeking mental health services prefer religious coping. We are not here to say that religious coping is not an option. You should seek a coping mechanism that you believe is best fit for your recovery process. However, it is important to consult professionals if you are dealing with mental health issues that you are unaware of or are unsure of a condition. You should not shy away from talking about your condition because of a stigma. In 1978, Schizophrenia Bulletin published a seminal article on community support, a new concept for mental health services for individuals with severe and persistent mental health disorders. The concept of community support broadened the view of the service needs of individuals without, with disabling mental disorders beyond traditional medication and office-based psychological treatments to accompany an array of rehabilitation and support services, including employment and housing. When you don't have the proper environment, it makes healing so much harder. An increasing body of research demonstrates that negative family relationships can cause stress, impact mental health, and even cause physical symptoms. Research has demonstrated that non-supportive families can detract from someone's mental health and or cause a mental illness to worsen. Also in reference to medical news today, by some estimates, Asian Americans are three times less likely to seek treatment or help than any other racial group in the United States. The MHA also states that they're at least likely racial group in the United States to seek mental health services. Reasons behind not seeking help can include fear of disability, cultural norms and values, taboos, lack of mental health education, religious or spiritual beliefs, lack of cultural, culturally appropriate resources, and the model minority myth. The model minority myth, if you are not aware of this, is the idea that all Asian Americans are fully integrated, intelligent, and have overcome racial bias. Well, this brings us to the end of the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed listening because we sure had a lot to say. Before we leave today, we wanted to briefly mention some other resources that we found for you guys. These are recommendations provided by our school's mental health specialist, Ashley Kepili. She recommended our reviews should look into mindfulness apps, which luckily are readily available on any device for either low cost or free. An article that discusses some free mindfulness apps is free mindfulness apps worthy of your attention, which is available on mindful.org. Also, she suggests that YouTube also has some great guided meditations, breathing exercises, and additional relaxation techniques. Our gym teacher has actually suggested using 
Savasana, which is a yoga technique that is meant to provide your body with relaxation. Finally, you should recommend it NYC Well as a great resource where one can call, text, or chat with someone when feeling stressed or if you want access to a mental health provider. They can give you a list of mental health professionals who meet specific needs such as insurance, language, location, and etc. The next episode will be on body image on social media and eating disorders. Be sure to check out our Instagram page at ClarityBSGE to look for updates on the podcast, our website to read blogs, and our Spotify playlist, and the resources posted on our link tree. That'll be off, so signing off. Michelle and Libiba.